Hi, I'm Jonathan Mann. And I'm Matt Condon. And this is Still Digitally Rare, a show about digitally owned things now and in the future. Immutably here and now. We're back again for another week of shooting the shit. This is like the most surefire way that we can do this podcast yeah. on a regular basis is to have the least amount of scheduling involved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, and it's the like, effort to, to content, like good content ratio is just great. Yeah. So that's the key is like we will, we, we will be able to keep doing this weekly as long as we keep the effort extremely low. So we... We're just going through some tweets to talk about, like things that that both of us had tweeted. And one of the things that I tweeted was, uh, I retweeted a, 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 a I retweeted a retweet. the The original tweeter was was Kai Kai Gani, um, mm-hmm. really amazing uh, blockchain the technologist bits, guy. Art block, yes, so good, so good. And he tweeted that he said, "Your regular reminder that what most people in NFT describe as a bonding curve isn't." And Simon, who, of course, is the one who popularized bonding curves in the space, says, yes, this is very key. So the difference is... Well, I was going to um, say, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, I thought I knew what a bonding curve is, but right. maybe I don't? I think you Please do. Explain. I think probably I you do. But let's see. I mean, the, let test. me see if I can explain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let me see if I can explain it right, which is... Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what most people think of a bonding curve is, is essentially just like the price is going to start here you know, price is going to start at point one and this is going to go up. And like people are like, oh, it's a bonding curve. Like it just goes up. And that's what people think it is. And people describe that as being. Right. Well, that's such a hyper-specific meme right now. Um, I last saw it with pixels, but also hash masks. It's just Mm -hmm. like a a distribution mechanism where they burn the things that are not sold. Right. And and a way to get you. That's not a bonding curve. The bonding curve comes when. Um, a certain amount of the ETH is put into reserve. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like the the project gets some, but then also some is kept in like a reserve bucket so right. that at any time... Uh, guaranteed liquidity. Guaranteed liquidity. You can you can sell your token at any time. Um, right. And, presu- Which- and the, the earlier you buy, you know, you got it cheaper, and then later on you can sell it for mm-hmm, higher, mm-hmm. like... And this is, this is, I think, going to be one of the core, and I'm talking like so primitive that it will become so second nature and huh. fundamentally understood that every digital object that you pay money for has a price at which it can be burned to redeem some amount of money for it. Right. Um, I, it, because right. The, the liquidity problem is such a huge issue. And it's like, it doesn't really matter right now because one, the number of objects is, is relatively low. Um, but it does it does happen, right? It's it's like oh, I own this like random token from this artist. Um, it's like a cool piece of art, but um, I'd rather have X like this liquidity. Uh, I'd rather have this amount of ETH for it. Um, and that's such an amazing guarantee. It's such yeah. a wild thing that you can do that. Like that's that's one of those sort of ten X over over traditional ownership. It's like in the real world, you don't really get this guarantee often. It's like oh. Um, any shirt you that you, just, you're done using, you just sell you it at any in. point. Yeah, right. right. Which like is a cool thing, but it's also like you need to go to a Buffalo Exchange or an L Train Vintage or whatever, <laughs> right? And um, like actually find a buyer, right? This is an automated like a robot saying like, yeah, I'll buy it for this price any time of day, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's amazing. That is. So I think that's going to be really, really fundamental. Uh, yeah. Tangentially, since we're talking about things that Simon talks about. I just had a thought to yesterday. Um, mm. I've gotten a lot better lately about writing down my ideas for songs. It used to be that I never would do that, and now so this idea that Which I have is impressive given four thousand. <laughs> it is. It's funny that I haven't really done that until now. But but I had an idea of doing a Harburger tax song, a song about Harburger taxes, and mm-hmm, selling mm-hmm. it as uh, with a Harburger tax. Totally. Anyway, anyway, it's it's dumb, but yeah. it's 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 no. You know, I think because nobody, nobody still the content and the it's like uh, this artwork is always on sale works because it's commentary on it itself, exactly. You know exactly, and I want the song to be like a really good explanation of it and like and like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. genuinely useful for oh, explaining Harvard attacks. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's genuinely absolutely. like the song like, is both the tutorial and the exactly. piece of art and exactly. oh, that's it's, really great. Yeah, it, it's teaching you about Harvard attacks as you 
potentially participate in. Fantastic idea. You know, uh, do you want to mention any of the, the 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 things that you came up with on your Twitter? Yeah, totally. What we'll eventually get to is that I participated in a sort of Q&A on Urbit uh, last week, and I got such good questions that I just wanted to, like, go through them again. But until then, um, the tweet that I tweeted out um, the other day that I still feel very strongly about says something along the lines of MySpace was the ideal social network for <laughs> NFTs and if you understand yeah. this. And I think that's like super, super true because yeah. so much of NFTs or like the sort of um, the the value judgment, the like, why do we like NFTs thing comes down to social signaling and identity and the ability to like mm -hmm. express your identity. I think MySpace was the ideal social network for this specific use case because it relied so heavily on self-expression and this sort of like custom customizability of space um, so in a way to express your identity. And we kind of lost that with the transition to, you know, Facebook and, and all of these large tech companies is we've given creative control away um, and in exchange gotten a lot of ease of use and, and efficiency and stuff like that. But we've also lost the ability to like really express ourselves online. Um, and what's neat about MySpace as opposed to just a website is that MySpace is a network and it's a defined space. It's a highly contextual space. And in that context, your self-expression can be meaningful. Um, and so with your top eight friends, like you see a very clear parallel to like top eight, like mm -hmm. digital things I have, right? It, mm -hmm. it probably won't be so explicit. Um, right. But like that idea of being able to fully customize your page with CSS and people learning how to, you know, do micro adjustments and all that stuff, that was really, really good. And I think we lost that somewhere along the way. And I think it's the ideal version of this like NFT social network meme that's going around, which has been around for a while because the core problem is, yeah, these digital items can't really be displayed super well um there's no natural place for them to be meaningful um mm -hmm. in, a, in a in a contextless way and so i guess that's the, the caveat is like for example um in-game skins obviously mm -hmm. meaningful within the game they they mean nothing and are completely like unrepresentable outside of or unrepresentable in a meaningful way like you can put a 3d image of this skin on a website but that doesn't mean i care about it it only matters right. when i'm playing fortnite with my friends kind of thing Right. Um, and in the same way, MySpace provides this, like this theoretical social network, provide a social um, context in which digital, digitally owned things could be meaningful. Um, yeah, all that to say, MySpace was still a good idea. And so I think um, anyone who's attempting to build an NFT social network, um, well, one has to contend with the fact that you need to build by default just a good social network mm -hmm. um so kind of by virtue calling it an nft or digitally ownership social network you've kind of already lost mm -hmm. i think uh this is a hot take as someone That's who's tried to build a nft social network <laughs> um and focusing so heavily on ownership as a primitive is I think ownership should be a side effect of a good social experience and not right. the thing because if you've looked at prior art like there's been uh you know fine art social networks there have been quid that oh god quid is awful what have was you quid no quid was this like it was bankrolled by all the big ip holders so like disney mm -hmm. and uh mm -hmm. hbo that kind oh, of boy. thing yeah um and the entire experience was it was instagram but the core mechanic was basically buying loot boxes or card packs uh. where each one had you know, uh, an NFT equivalent, like some sort of digital art, the mm -hmm. Rick and Morty or Game of Thrones, like whatever mm -hmm. it is. And you would collect them all and they had all the rarities. It's like exactly what you expect. Yeah. Um, and it was like collective collectorship for collector's sake and, you know, funneling money into huh. it, get your collection, trade it with friends. It's like not terrible ideas, but the execution of it was just so explicitly um, like financialized right. and capitalistic. It was just really gross. Um, and then the social network part of that carried those vibes over you know the the, right. the product Im is imbued with the vibes of its creator mm -hmm. and in that way the social network was just awful mm -hmm. so i um i would caution against building quid <laughs> yeah yeah when you said you know top eight i was like yes totally like that the, that's such a digital ownership mm -hmm. precursor you know like yeah. a, like a, it really is it's amazing yeah yeah just all we want to do is flex our identity offline and on. Right. All the time.
all the time. And we got to have a natural, I, I, I hesitate to say, but authentic way of doing that. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. You know, that's, that's really all, all it is. And right now there's no non-contextual universal experience for digitally owned things. Um, and well, I think people realize that. To, to, uh, to segue mm-hmm. that flexing identity thing, let's move into these Urbit questions because okay. yeah. um, Urbit, you know, in many ways is, is an attempt, I think, at, right. at exactly what you're talking about. Um, complete, Urbit, actually, com- yeah. You know, complete with, with identities, like brand new types mm-hmm, of identities mm-hmm. and, and, and yeah. And this like highly custom, this is actually one of the questions that came up from mm-hmm. uh, Simfer Ritwed. Um, which was something along the line. It's, I've got it written here. It was, I'd be curious if you have any ideas for ways to integrate Urbit, whether client side or the Urbit ID and visual NFTs, wallets, VR galleries, group entry tokens, that kind of thing. Um, and my response was like, yeah, Urbit is really, really interesting for this like context problem that mm-hmm. we're talking about here, mm-hmm. because it is not just a personal computer, but a, personal computer if that makes sense mm-hmm. it's not just a pc but it is a personalized computer and maybe that's a hard distinction to come across when i'm just like doing semantics but um it is a but highly it's tied to your identity it's tied to your it's digital tied identity. To your identity yeah it's it's highly you i guess and in a way that is like you can customize the thing of course right now that's really hard because you have to know how to code um but theoretically, that gets very easy in the future. It's also a built-in social network. It's a built-in identity graph. It has built-in digital ownership. This is exactly what I'm thinking of when I'm like, okay, cool, build a good social network, mm-hmm. which they have. Mm-hmm. They've built an amazing social network. You can go chat. You can join Malbus Nifty uh, to chat about NFTs. <laughs> um, you can hang out with your friends on this platform, and it also understands digital ownership behind the scenes. And so I think there's a very obvious transition um, not transition, but an additional thing that Urban can do is embrace that, go into digital ownership, let me show off my stuff. Uh, they already have profiles. Let me link digital things I own to it, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of like talked a lot about that. And there's also this idea of community tokens and getting access to a chat if you own a thing. And obviously that's really good for artists, uh, tokenized Discord kind of vibes. Right. Um, and that would be, like, that would be, and that would be so much more straightforward on, on so straightforward. Like, yeah. It'd be it'd be because you can do that now. You can do that in Discord now, but. right? But it requires this, you know, sort of glue bot, right. right? The the bot that adds roles and everything and checks right. the blockchain, right? But within Urbit, you would run what is basically a, you know, a, a smart contract running on your machine. So some sort of deterministic process that would be like, hey, do I have the token? Right. Um, if so, request this thing, and they would check that, and it would be everybody running their own software, much more, you know, decentralized. One would right. say. Um, Really cool, yeah, super cool. If you want to yeah. like, so be, you will. We have a we have a bunch of these Urbit questions, but just to remind you, if you if you're unfamiliar with Urbit and you want to learn a lot more, we mm-hmm. did an interview. Um, I don't know, two episodes ago, two or three episodes ago, all about yeah. Urbit. So yeah, three episodes ago. Go back. And yeah, your feed because and listen to their that. ID is an NFT, and by virtue of needing a distinguished. Uh, identity. You know, of course, every identity is different. It accumulates reputation, um, whether literal or in your mind. Over time, it has a name. Like it's all very um, non-fungible. And is uh, right. And is all. And is like the the dream. It, it is a a manifestation of the dream of the self-sovereign identity. That uh, totally. You know that you've been talking about. I mean, that was one of the very first things we ever talked about on, on this here podcast. Is, yeah, is that, that, was that was my big, um, th- my big was, thing in, I guess, 2018 was yeah. I was like, okay, all problems boil down to identity, which right. I think they still do because yeah. ownership boils down to identity. Right. Um, uh, to go on a little tangent, I, 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 I sort of warned you that I thought we were going to do this, yeah. like to, just to talk about this, the, the sovereign identity. I hear it uh, coming. I know what's happening. Problem. Uh, the 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 project de jour on on Twitter <laughs> over the last you know week or so has been mm-hmm. yats yats suddenly it was like everyone was like gotta gotta get on on yats this yat just sold for sixty thousand right. dollars people are buying these yats this key yat look at my yat look at that yat this yats 
Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's funny because we've talked several times on this podcast. I think even the last mm-hmm. episode we talked about emoji specifically mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. like a bad case, a bad use case uh, in most instances for NFTs because, well... We've talked about this. I, I feel like we're repeat. I'm repeating myself, but I think it's worth. Yeah, it's, it's worth like going you, into. You you can't. You know, it, it's the, about the narrative. The, yeah, the narrative. The main problem. I the main thing I see is that. Um, I mean, beyond the fact that they're not technically NFTs yet, and the uh, you know they're they're oh they're, they're not. No, 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 they're not NFTs. Oh, no. that's just gross. Then. Yeah, they're <laughs> well, capitalizing well, so, on the hype without well, any of the actual execution. They're well, so here's the thing. The talk. <laughs> so okay. here's here's how they would argue against that is that the team behind it is is very blockchain heavy. Uh, uh, Cardano people, they're like uh, uh-huh. privacy chain people. Um, uh, I forget their names, but anyway, you right. you so may clearly it's going to be a blockchain thing, I, I, and and you know I I think the play is make it as easy as possible for as many people to get in on it. You know, mm-hmm. the thing mm-hmm. the other thing we've talked about, which is like you know minimum viable, you know minimum viable decentralization. Right. Do it that way, and then move it on. Now you know as to whether or not that can ever happen. I mean, that's always a Right. issue but then even... also it's also worth pointing out the difference between what they're actually doing and their promises and i don't mm-hmm. think their website distinguishes between that no quite, no yeah yeah no all. the the website does not make it clear it's very confusing which is part of the reason yeah. i was so but then even beyond all that just and this is this is my big bugaboo about it is like is Oh, the idea that anyone can come along and say that we are going to make it possible for you, 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 you to be the one owner of this flame emoji or whatever, mm-hmm. or this, mm-hmm. or these, this three emoji name um, to me is just, it, 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 it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. It's like, it's the kind of thing of, of um, it's like trying to tokenize public property in a way that I think is, is, yeah, it just it rubs me very much the wrong way. Um, right, it's like what right do they have to exactly like, claim to emojis, claim that? Which is to say, I mean, I wouldn't say that anyone does, but except maybe like the Unicode Consortium. But, and this is something we've talked about: is they've dabbled in 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 uh, right, right, right. in that kind of ownership. So, you know, for these guys to come along and say you now are the canonical owner. Um, and then what happens, you know, and what inevitably will happen is that, that, you know, then there's gonna be like competing owners of these things. Um, and it's like, well, and then it becomes like a punk situation of like, well, I own this punk, but I own that punk and the Binance punks. It's like, right, right, right. What's the canonical thing? I'm kind of interested now in like, yeah, can, can we just start a different naming system? Cause that's all they've done. Right. If they said, okay, cool. Here's a namespace. It's denoted entirely by emojis. Yes. And we built one service called y.at yes. where the subdomain, you can redirect it to something else or like exactly. link tree it. That is literally what they've done with the <clears throat> promise of eventually, right. yeah. Yeah. So, so cool. but then, yes, and then anyone else can come along and do, well, I'm going to do b.at and they're going to be bats and... Uh, now you're I the knuckle. That's actually a great idea. I have I have my domain search open right now. I could do that. I could build that in a weekend. Oh, that is taken, of course. Um, There's got to be something else that's available. Well, how probably many not a single. Can I add? Oh, uh, four whys dot at. Boom. Why, why, why? I mean, why not? I mean, that would be pretty funny, and that, and that would very well distinguish the. What about the, that? the yeah. Oh, I really wish WHY dot at. Why at? Why at? That'd be really good. Uh, But yeah, that is the problem. And, and, you know, all these people who have spent all this money with the, you know, they're not, they're not, as we say, aping into this for the pure joy of it. They're hoping to make a profit. I mean, that's what these people are trying to do. And they are going to have. You can do an emoji. Like if you wanted an emoji URL. You can do that. You can do that for you free. You can do that for even. free. I did it. Yeah, exactly. For free. If you, if you and an actual URL that's just like not a walled garden. It's not. It's not. They they own the yeah. domain. You know, they own the domain. Right. Yeah, they can redirect your domain anywhere they want. Now, the, of course, they won't. But they you could. Know, the thing that happens in these projects is that the people who come in early and who are highly invested, um, 
you know, they they are very invested in the project succeeding, which in once mm-hmm. on one level is great because then maybe it will succeed and that that'll be, you know, fine for them. Um, but on the other hand, it creates this like tribal, this this crazy tribal thing that right. happens that I, I, I. Well, there's this really good tweet I saw earlier today that points at that same idea, which is, yeah, yeah this like sort of loyalty tribalism of this uh it's sort of a, a vicious positive cycle yes where it was the, the tweet was something like um why is uniswap you know uh the most valuable dfa project well they airdropped four billion dollars in coins right it's like why is that worth four four billion dollars it's because they give you voting rights over this other gigantic pool of um tokens that you can distribute for grants they're like okay well why is that valuable well because people got twelve thousand dollars and it's this sort of like cycle or or it's like why are people so loyal to this project well it's because they got twelve thousand dollars yeah right right you know it's this sort of like um you i guess that is actually super valid though is that you by bringing people together you create value more than the sum of its parts Mm -hmm. but i can see how that can be abused very easily yeah yeah, and 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 that's you know hu- humans do this with, and I, this is something I think we've talked about in the past too. Like humans, especially online humans, do this with all kinds of things. You know, it doesn't it doesn't have to? You know, people defend Marvel whatever to the death because or Rick and Morty whatever they're a fan mm-hmm. of, they don't have to be financially invested in it. But in these mm-hmm. instances, suddenly oh, where they are financially yeah. invested in, it, oh my god, it like becomes yeah. Right. Um, yeah, that's the thing is is maybe I didn't I didn't realize this before, but how um, effective money is as a motivator, or vice <laughs> yeah. versa, how money motivated people can be. Yeah. Because um, I was like looking at this, and I like turned to my roommate, and I was like, "Why would you choose to do this with your time?" <laughs> but I guess that question doesn't either doesn't occur or has a simple answer for certain people, and yeah. that, I just didn't realize that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so like who I'd, gets excited about that for a reason <laughs> besides cash money, right? Like right. it just doesn't make sense to me. No. And so when you divorce the financials, it's like what's left and what's left is kind of pithy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. I mean, there's the promise of, of some kind of self-sovereign identity, but then, you know, but then I mean, we look people at people some... wanted self-sovereign identity. There's a lot of other options. There's a lot of other options. More ahead of time. Right. Yeah. Like, like wow. they get self-sovereign identity connected to your, to an emoji, but right. yeah, anyway, I, yeah. it just doesn't seem. Well, to, to use that as a segue back into the Urbit question, please. Yeah. Um, I mean, Urbit's ID is probably the most utilitarian NFT that has existed and maybe will ever exist mm-hmm. because it gives you access to an entire digital computer network with a bunch of people on it that you can talk to. Um, and it is, you know, a unique identity with a distinct name that can have personal meaning that you could trade in later if you wanted, you know, like, um, get a cool name kind of thing. And but, by um, the way, it's also, a, it has a visual representation, just like, does, just like an emoji. It is an emoji. It It is in some really, ways yeah. an emoji. It tells you something. Yeah. Yeah. And it does solve, oh God, the art is just so good. We've it's talked cool. about it. But yeah, it's rad. It, they've, they've put so much thought into mm-hmm. this that it, the, the result is just really incredible. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I like participated in an Urbit dialogue, which is where they bring someone on to the Urbit community chat thread every Friday, I think. And, you know, they, I stuck around for an hour and a bit and answered questions people had about NFTs. Yeah. Um, and whatever else. And so all these questions were fantastic. So I figured I'd pose them to the podcast and we could talk about them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so I guess exactly in that same vein, the first one that was asked um, by Sim for Ritwed was, um, I'll start. Urbit is probably the most versatile NFT in the sense that it's a whole computer tied to a unique identity. Even for more limited uses, though, it seems like there's a lot of potential for NFTs that have an immutable log of interactions with other tokens, places visited, ownership changes, reactions to oracles or real-world events, etc. How do you think about the potential for malleable NFTs in this sense, whether it's reflected in their visual presentation over time or just their metadata? And what I think this question is getting at, I really (laughs) like, is, of course, that sense of, like, patina and time Mm -hmm. as a function, or not even time, but senses of time whether mm-hmm. that's ch- changes in ownership or um, some other you know contextual action that the nft has taken or been acted upon by um and yeah i think that is 
vastly more interesting than a perfectly immutable thing, which of course is amazing and interesting. Um, but the middle ground is, I think, where the play space is, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, and, and and I think this question points to the idea that like we are so early still, you right. know. It, 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 I don't know. Can you think of any? Can you think of any projects that speak to this question? The the, any the projects the... that like use uh, patina over mm-hmm. time. Um, honestly, yeah, off the top of my head, not a ton. I mean, mm-hmm. there there's this idea of generative art. But most of those are locked in, um, right? They don't degrade over time. I wish that were more the case. And obviously, the visual component is highly contextual. Maybe it's a, you know, like oil paintings get dimmer and crack and everything. But that's like a very natural phenomena. Mm-hmm. So what is the sort of, you know, skeuomorphic trans translation, not yeah. transposition of that into a digital object. I'm trying to find this project that I saw fly by yesterday. Um, mm-hmm, I wish I could mm-hmm. remember who tweeted about it. Yeah. And so I'm probably going to get it wrong because I can't find it. Maybe you saw it too. Um, but it seemed like basically what it was, was um, it's on OpenSea. The person is anonymous uh, mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. these generative, it's a generative project, but it's, it's over time and there's only ever a thousand of them, but they also, Mm -hmm. they also get burned. So there can only ever be a thousand at a time. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, but they change over time and you could buy one or Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. they get burned. I don't know. It seemed really interesting. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I mean, I dig that. I dig anything that's, um, I, I do really like that effect of both the seller and buyer not knowing what is going to be produced until the, you know, the Newtonian fluid gets, pressed on and suddenly yeah. it's real right um yeah know, exactly I think actually maybe crypto kitties is actually a really good example of oh, this because yeah. of course they they have um they change over time as you use them so super that fun is yeah. actually a good example and I'll, yeah. I'll i'll give them that one because yeah that's a good one <laughs> um yeah but i think i think there's a there's a lot to be said for you know art specifically can either exist independent of time which is of course really powerful um, but it is also true that art exists over time. And so even in just the specific art realm, I would, I would like to see some, uh, creative applications of that. Mm-hmm. It's funny because time is so central to song a day. Time, time is like song a day's central uh, totally, yeah. premise, you know, and, and, um, the thing that changes in song a day is the most is me you know like um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you look you that look, would actually be really fun it's kind of like that picture a day thing exactly. but you have a whole video it literally is is that you know if if so, if someone ever wanted to take every video and like put my face in the same spot or whatever do i don't know that would be a fun activity for 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 someone else to do because i don't want to do it um, yeah totally uh right now i'm pulling up the chat thread to see what else i answered related to this question okay um but yeah, the sense of like malleability, I think is also really interesting because mm-hmm. we, we were talking about this last time is um, because of how, I guess this, the, the segue to this isn't perfect, but one aspect of digital ownership that I think doesn't get, um, it, it gets talked a lot about, it gets talked about a lot, but isn't actually acted upon in a meaningful way is mm-hmm. provenance and mm-hmm. the sense of past ownership. Um, because to me, the fact that I used to own something um, can be just as valuable as owning the thing mm-hmm. at time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, sort of uh, like Dylan Field with his Alien mm-hmm. talked about this uh, perfectly, which is that you know he knew he had to sell it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I you know if I were him, I'd mm-hmm. have kept that thing for all eternity because mm-hmm. it's a piece of digital history. It's mm-hmm. it's the piece of digital history. It's amazing. Um, but he knew that like like he had a much more holistic sense of like, okay, digital ownership, providence, the story, the narrative, mm-hmm. it has to change hands. Um, and I think that's really wise. And in that same way, like his previous ownership of it was very important to him. You know, yep. it's, it's, yep. a, it's an aspect. And so I, I wish that were slightly more um, like relevant yes. uh, at the moment. It's, and, the, it's especially relevant actually right now in punks, you know, um, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. think punks just being the project that it is that th- what you're talking about, that, that history of owners, um, is for those who like follow punks. It's like, it's, it's mm-hmm, a very, mm-hmm. um, clear and present and, and, uh, 
you know, day-to-day thing that, that people are aware of. I, I was just reading an interview with um, a gentleman called Stray Bits who um, – he did an interview with my buddy at, at the Red Red Lion Eye Gazette. You know those guys? They Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Red Lion Eye. It's cool. Um, uh, he did an interview with them, and it's fascinating, fascinating interview about – uh, where he was when he first. So if you if you look at a bunch of early, who who um, claimed and who who bought a lot of the early mm-hmm. uh, punks, uh, zombies and apes and things. Stray bits. You'll keep seeing this name on mm. on on punks. Stray bits. Stray bits. Um, and so they they tracked him down. They did an interview with him. And wow, uh, I would love to read that. It's fascinating, and yeah. his his whole story is very interesting. And uh, but you know. He, he is because he put his name in there too. I think is 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 key because a lot of them are just the, you know, the wallet addresses. But because you see this name pop up over and over again, stray bits, that name just kind of lodges in your brain. You're like, wow, this one guy like had look at all these things he had at one point. <laughs> you know, it's like right, wow, right. And uh, and that becomes in your mind this kind of like wow, that person. I wonder totally. how how do they feel that and 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 Red Lion they did this interview is very fascinating yeah yeah I'm looking at their homepage right now they have a lot of good titles that I want to read the article of right they, it's it's yeah. a great idea what a what a what a fantastic idea for a mm-hmm. for a thing uh, he does a hundred copies a week 0.05 ETH each and he burns the ones he doesn't sell um, neat yeah yeah it's, cool it's like a little collectible memorabilia support the thing love it great straightforward fantastic isn't it yeah it's yeah. Good. Really good. Um, um, yeah, I think. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess the next uh, question was from SickDev uh, Pilnup. Pilnup. Or Pilnup. Pilnup. Um, I have to get the NATO pronunciation right yeah. if I'm going to keep telling people <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts with regards to governmental adoption of NFTs in terms of using NFTs to track titles and that kind of thing? Personally, I'm pretty bearish on this kind of idea yeah more or less like uh, um having just bought a house like Mm. i i can't imagine that we're gonna sit in a world anytime soon Mm -hmm. where um where in addition to getting like the title the physical title i'm gonna get some kind of nft title yeah, uh, it well, just seems so fraught to me, and so sure. like overwrought, and like. And there's that joke about someone hacks my MetaMask and gets my house. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Um, I, I think this is a rare situation where we disagree. Is yeah. I think uh, this is inevitable. Mm-hmm. I think um, if we were to invent the concept of house titles today, mm-hmm. um, we wouldn't be using a physical. Well, certainly you wouldn't be using a physical piece of paper, mm-hmm. but we also wouldn't be using like what is definitely a filing cabinet in the county or something like <laughs> mm-hmm, that, or like mm-hmm. a shitty MySQL database that hasn't been updated in five years. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's undoubtedly, undoubtedly what's <laughs> happening behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems inevitable to me that given progress of technology, NFTs being a better digital object, mm-hmm. that all owned digital things end up somehow in some way as an nft and yeah. I, I use nft as a label for uh, uh secure like consent uh, scarcity by consensus digital object on a blockchain yeah. um, do you owned in owned by cryptographic self-sovereign ownership yeah the thing that i always get hung up on is like the 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 bridge to the physical mm-hmm. world do you know what i mean Right. That is a huge, huge thing. And, and I guess that's the caveat, right? Is the two caveats with my take there that one, I think this happens in 30 years. Yeah. Which okay. Is okay. A 30, like, a 30 year timeline. I could, right, I could maybe right. see like, yeah. Okay, cool. I don't know. Yeah. Cause but, that's like the standard generational change right. timeline. You know, right. I think about that. Uh, oh wait, you were, you had another caveat. What's your second caveat? Oh, the other caveat was that, yeah, we're not going to like do away with uh, the government's like sort of manual connection to the physical property. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's still going to exist. We're still going to, you know, you have a, a title dispute. You're still going to go to local court kind of thing. You're not going to go to yes. Aragon court. Right. For this. Um, like I think that's not, the second time you've made that joke. In two it's weeks. a good joke. It's yeah. a really good joke. <laughs> Just the idea. It makes so much sense. Of course, like I'm not yeah. dissing Aragon court, but the idea <laughs> of Aragon court being the be all end all of like digital dispute is just really funny. Um, 
but yeah, I think it's inevitable. And, uh, and I think what'll be, obviously when people predict the future, um, it is never as good and never as bad. Yeah. As <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so a, right. The answer will be, <laughs> um, it'll be a very boring version of like digital ownership. Uh, the government's still going to be there. Your title, if you get hacked, um, that's not going to be the end of the world right. because you can take your ID and go to court and be yeah. like, hey, this is mine. And then, of course, the government's going to have some sort of like, you know, power over property mm-hmm. rights that they manage. It's right. not going to be a perfectly immutable NFT that right. you can't like steal. Like the government will just be like, oh, OK, cool. Here's your title back. You know? This this is this is the yes, totally. That's exactly right. Because uh, uh, the, the thing I think about is. Um, I'm forgetting his name. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a company called Portion, uh, Portion. which was which I, I think has has sort of pivoted into NFTs. But originally, the idea behind it was like blockchain verification of of physical art, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and you know there had to be this whole layer of like uh, um, not appraisers, but they had like these right. people who had to go and sort of like. Be right. the verifiers, you know what I the mean. The glue, the glue yeah. between the physical yeah. and the digital, and they and of course. and and um. So it's not just as it's it's yeah like you said it's I mean, not it's not as great or it's not as bad as as you think it would be. Totally, yeah. That that off chain verification problem, which I, I guess in, in an abstract way is the same as the Oracle problem, is the same as the sort right. of off chain verification problem, is the same as um, the data availability problem. Like they're all very similar, which is yeah. that there are two very separate worlds, and it is impossible to enforce one thing in the other without some highly contextual mechanic. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I think, you know, if you're trying to tie in a piece of art to the blockchain, um, you're going to have to have a human in there somewhere. And there are situations where that can be negated. Perhaps it's um, maybe a crypto chip. I've talked about this before. Oh, uh, yeah. Pod, but like, no, no we've talked can, about it a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. Maybe you put the chip in the shoe and yep. then you scan it and there's this whole like automated process. You don't, right. you don't necessarily need someone to verify it in person. But of course, if I'm going to take this thing and I'm going to sell it to someone, um, you know, Grailed or uh, whatever the stock X is still going to have a business, right? They're mm-hmm. still going to be there to verify that this is a real shoe. Let's um, not um, let's not overlook the fact that you you are literally a, a physical digital bridge. <laughs> you are. You right. Are, exactly. You are so the. Fi- the yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, it is. is. It is. And it already exists have, inside of you. Right. This this idea of like, OK, I have a digital thing and it's connected to some physical phenomena. In my case, it's you have to meet me to get the sticker out of my hand. Right. Um, requires, uh, you know, a human to enforce that. Right. And right now, that enforcement is both me not giving a link to the same person twice mm-hmm. and also cultural. Um, you know, I, I don't give the link to the same person twice and they don't ask for it. Right. Um, and then links are, you know, single use. Right. That's um, great. Yeah. And so, like, while that glue is kind of necessarily, like, what's the word? Lossy and tropic. It's, like, not perfect. It's not, like you know fantastic it's not but like, but but i think your your case uh, goes along yeah well your case goes a long way to showing how it can also be almost even uh better that that you than just purely digital like it's it's whimsical even you mm-hmm, know and mm-hmm. so it 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 goes an extra step of of showing okay well maybe there's ways of doing this that actually even though they are this thing that we have to do. We have to make mm-hmm, this bridge. Mm-hmm. There's ways of doing it that are like fun and interesting. Yeah. yeah. Fun, interesting and totally fine in the context right. that you're operating in. Um, I don't think anyone's expecting my sticker uh, distribution to be like resistible by the government, right? Like, right, it, like right. someone could coerce me into distributing more stickers. <laughs> they just have to hold a knife to my body and I'll be like, okay, yeah, have all the stickers you want. <laughs> Plenty. Yeah. Right. You know, but nobody's expecting me <laughs> to resist that. And so it's totally fine. And by so in the, the same way, yeah. By the way, I, <laughs> I texted my, my son's friend's dad's name is Matt. <laughs> And I accidentally texted him thinking I was texting you. I texted oh, him about buying this, this, uh, about getting this, uh, emoji domain for free. And I sent it to him. <laughs> and then, and then I like looked, I was like, Oh, I sent that to the wrong Matt. Yeah. So many Matts. 
So many mats. Yeah. That's funny. I literally just missent your song a day world link to a, a friend as well. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Ooh, good news on the mat front though, as yeah. a sidebar, is yeah. I have updated I think I mentioned this last time as well, but um I've updated it to support many mats. Um Amazing. so if you would I should like probably to be, tell my yeah, I, I should yeah. tell my friend my son's friend's dad. Son, friend, dad. Yeah. yeah. And the, the second mat is Matt Stevenson, a.k.a. Um, Ooh, the Plonk, yes. uh, slash formerly known as Glyph X Zero, now known as Stevenson Matt mm-hmm. on Twitter. Um, is Congratulations the on the sale, by the way, if the you're listening, Matt. Yeah. So he, um, yeah, with the NFT, we could talk about that, too. I think that's oh really God. neat. It's so fun. His, his project. Um, yeah. He was telling me about the plans, and I'm actually doing the study sort of independently on myself Ooh. right now. So we'll see. We should let's have a we should have a reunion episode where he comes back and and talks. Oh, to that'd us be sick. Again. Yeah, yeah. I think update. we should do yeah. that and give us an update. Great idea. Um, but um, yeah. So we'll save that conversation for then. Yeah, I but think yeah. that would be could be better to have it have him here anyway. So um, to sum up the government adoption. Yeah. Um, so like hyper specifically land titles like. I don't know. Have you have you seen my side, and do you agree or disagree? I, I mean, I think that I think like you know, uh, this is something they always say on on ATP, like on an infinite time scale. Sure, yes, absolutely. Right. Like right. on a long enough time scale, I do think that it feels relatively inevitable. It probably, mm. you know, mm. it'll get to a point where it's so ubiquitous and so mm. that 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 it's just it's not even worth right. mentioning. Like when it happens right i just right. i think that i think that we're such a long way from there at this point that it's like totally. that it's like it's almost it's one right. of the it's Not one worth. of the lesser interesting questions to me because right. i feel like it's so far away right right yeah and i guess to our point about identity being so core is is you know this idea of the government um getting into digital assets or digital owned things like requires some sort of like digital identity as well. And yeah. you know, kind of have to look at Estonia, um, for inspiration there. Right. But, um, yeah. So the next question is, um, how do you think NFT, this came from Zavdun Mardoz, Mars, Mar, Marzod, Marzod, yeah. Zavdun Marzod. And, and they ask, how do you think NFTs can affect the media landscape? Would it be possible for people to quote unquote own immutable copies of blog posts, podcasts, and collage them like traditional media forms? Now, I don't, I didn't know what that meant. The the final part of right. that collage them like traditional media forms. What did you have a sense I, of like what they were talking about? Not super a uh, good sense, but the way I went in my, I I, I spoke to the first part in mm-hmm. my answer. Yeah, which I think we could definitely speak to. Which is, I mean, which is know. already happening. Right. Exactly. It's happening as we speak. Um, we're changing the business models. We're changing the financialization. We are like changing the cultural perception of digital artistry. It's like, it's happening as we speak. And so again, in an inevitable way, like, yeah, it's going to affect the media landscape. It's going to completely destroy the media landscape. Um, Uh, you know, just, just, um, anecdotally, you know, I, I hear from people like, uh, you know, uh, Johnny from Eclectic Method, who we've spoken to and mm-hmm. and uh, and other people who traditionally would be doing like client work um, who mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. are no longer doing client work in the sense of like uh, an individual or more likely a company would come to them and say, hey, we need, you know, uh, uh, some visual effects for this ad that we're making or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. that's going away and now, and now people are making their own shit, you know? Um, and if that just like raises the, the cost of artistry for those sort of like, um, uh, contractual gigs, then hell yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, people are already owning blog posts and podcasts. I'm like less interested in this sense of one of one, like mm-hmm. own a podcast thing. Mm-hmm. I think what Red Lion Eye is doing is great, right? It's this, it's not about the money. It's not about selling it later. It's about memorabilia and being like, oh, I liked this. Yep. And I, I've spoken to this multiple times, but I think that is the unlock. That is the simple unlock of the fact that a digital thing can be owned is now it is enough for me to care. Mm-hmm. Um, like if I showed That's up to Red thing. Lion Eye yeah. and read their article and, you know, at the bottom they say, um, you know, I show up to the New York Times, whatever. And they're like, did you like this article? Tip $5. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. Mm-mm. 
Of course I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. But if at the bottom it says, get this, you know, completely worthless digital thing that you can keep in your wallet, I'm going to do that. Yeah. That's it. That's the <laughs> yeah. unlock is yeah. I can own it. Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I, I think that's t super underrated. Um, yeah. I, I think that's, it, it's such a silly, we should probably silly, be doing so that. We, we, small. we yeah. should do that with the podcast. We like, like not that. selling the podcast one of one, but exactly no, yeah. that. Like, exactly. Um, I like that a lot. And the pro the only reason we don't is because it's a lot of work. Yeah. We're, we're not there yet as a, as a, as a ecosystem for that to be super trivial for us. Right. And so like, despite the fact that we are on the bleeding edge of this <laughs> yeah. theoretically, yeah. um, doing the work to actually, you know, it, it's, it's just not uh, worth it for a right. time. We're working on other things. And so that's like, that's kind of where we're at now. That's a, that's know? a, I mean, that's a, if there's ever like a, a space to, 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 to put a product, you know, like if someone, if someone came along and made it super easy to do that, Right. You know, Absolutely. We, we would use that in an instant. I feel yeah. Like. And so yeah. I think that's the, there's, there is a sort of irony of like, we're not like uh, eating our own dog food. Mm -hmm. um, but I think we are in the most, exp in the most realist sense, which mm -hmm. is to say, um, we're not doing it because we know how hard it's going to be and how yeah. like relatively, <laughs> you know, kind of it, it, like we get it. We understand yeah. it. You issue these things, digital memorabilia. Great. The effort required is not worth it. I mean, I can tell you, like for 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 weeks leading up to the release of my my first batch of uh, of Song of Day NFTs, mm -hmm. I was doing these live performances on on my Discord, mm -hmm. um, where I was like making up a song based on what they were saying. And totally, the first two of those I gave out as NFTs. So mm -hmm. we mm -hmm. we um, got everyone's name who was verified to be there <laughs> during the during the making of the song, we got everybody's totally. things. We use this like multi-send program thing that, mm -hmm. uh, and, and I, you know, you put in everybody's address, you put in the token ID, but you know, I had to tokenize the song. I had to make a cover for the song. Like I, mm -hmm. I, I just made mm -hmm. a little gift for it. That's then I had visual. to pay the gas to give to everybody. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, so the, it, it, you know, it's, it was, it's like another two hours of work. Uh, oh, totally. Each day. Yeah, if you wanted to do this over time, it's, it's quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. So someone and needs so to I, make that I, product of just like, like that, that iteration that mm -hmm. like, um, the, where the, where the ratio of work to result maybe doesn't necessarily make sense unless you're discounting that work with passion. Right. Um, that's necessary, right? Like whatever Red Lion Eye has done to issue their tokens, like fantastic. And I'm so glad they're doing yeah. it. Um, I, I just, I'm just not gonna until it's easier <laughs> for me, you know? Um, so the next question has to do with DAOs and it's from Simfer Ritwed. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, and are there inter are there any interesting edges with respect to DAOs and NFT space apart from the basic quote unquote collective ownership? This is mm -hmm. not something mm -hmm. I can speak to a ton. Do you have thoughts on this one? I, I think I summed it up with, um, Honestly, no. Um, I, yeah, I had a lot of it like, is nothing just... off my head. Yeah, yeah. it's all. I, I would categorize collective ownership um, under governance, which is to say DAOs. Um, or I've recently learned about a concept of a disco, which is a, a distributed collective organization, <laughs> which sort of um, downplays the financialization and the sort of antagonistic nature of DAOs. It's much more like co-op than corporation. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like appealing. Yeah. I'm reading their manifesto right now. So I'll come back with, with thoughts. That's great. But, um, yeah, the, the whole idea of collective ownership. Great. Um, I think it's being relatively well explored between, you know, M the B20 stuff, um, yes. between Flamingo, between generalized, like, Hey, let's all own a single NFT together. Um, I, I do think the, more abstract version of that that I'm more excited in is the idea of social tokens of like um, not collective ownership of a single DAO, but collective ownership of or a single NFT, but collective ownership of a type of NFT. Yes. And the sort of like social layer of that. Yeah. Um, that's, but we've already talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also from Sim for Ritwed. Uh, oh, they go back into the collab thing. Yeah. Of like they, they qualify. I should have, um, I should have put that right next to it, but yeah. So they qualify what they meant by collab, um, saying it would be interesting to have remix NFT files where revenues could proportionally go to people who made successive changes to the file. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay, Super cool. fun. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the like attribution and citation problem, which, if, you know, throwback, uh, not throwback, but um, 
as a ref. That's what Matt Matt Stevenson is working on. Right. Um, and yeah, yeah, it, it's a it's a it's a global problem. This sense of attribution, and then of course, um, quantifying contribution in a way that because if you're financially distributing money, the amount that you have contributed has to be quantified. Yep. Um, and that's a hard problem, and obviously highly contextual. Um. Also from Simfor Ritwed, they asked a lot. The next yeah, they asked three, a lot of good the questions. The next three questions. Honestly, all of them. Yeah, they asked, they asked like half these questions, <laughs> which thank you. <laughs> uh, related to the very big topic of traditional art world adoptions of NFTs, implicitly one of one NFTs certificates for the kind of art, particularly contemporary art, produced or valued by the current dominant elite art world are basically mm-hmm. a bet that the elite art world and its imp- Premature? Yeah, I don't understand that word, well, I but I assume word. it's like the, um, you know, the, the current people at the top. The, yeah, the the current like art world bigwigs yeah. surviving the transition to a tokenized crypto native economy. Uh, mm-hmm. What is he asking there? He's asking. He's asking, or, or they, I suppose. Uh, although I yeah, didn't know they. The, this person's pronouns. Um, they are asking. Um, so we, we, this is actually a really good question. I think this is like one of the better ones and one of the longer ones, which is that it's asking, Hey, you have the traditional art world. It is steeped in its own traditions, its own methods of operating its own power structures. It has its people, it has its game and people know how to play it. It's all very, you know, famously, um, yeah. Entrenched. Entrenched. Yes. Um, and they're saying, cool, uh, you, you have Sotheby's, Christie's getting in on the NFT stuff. There's some ideas of high fine art, uh, NFT collabs. There's NFTs in museums. There's there's this sort of bridge happening. Um, but of course, that's at odds and is sort of ironic to the highly um, independent world of like the NFTs where we're iterating outside of this traditional market where artists no longer give a shit what um so-and-so gallery is thinking or like they don't even work with a gallery anymore they just sell their art to people yeah um you know it's like uh it's a complete they're completely iterating outside of that um institution and so it's this sort of you know the duality is what's being asked about here is like hey do you see the world is is the future more likely to be one in which these two worlds merge or one in which this new world subsumes the old yeah um and I think, again, to our point that uh, the future will be more and less interesting than we expect. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it will be a bridge um, because those power structures and, more importantly, the money involved will not go away easily. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a long tail, um, I think there is, you know, the, the, this, this idea of direct and more power to the artist specifically, I think, will be a lasting one. Um, and what I talked about was, to that first part, was um you have this idea one of the questions they had is um the oh sorry related to the big time and pleasant the art how did i get into that i remember what i talked about but i forget how i get there um can you find your conversation I can. I'm reading it right now. Okay. Um, Cool. Yeah. So what I said was really great question. Hard to say. The innovator's dilemma applies here. The innovator's dilemma being that it's hard for an incumbent to iterate and to sort of make themselves um, irrelevant. They have to disrupt themselves. Yeah. Right. And so that's really hard and really tough. And most people aren't willing to do it. And so by proxy, someone who's willing to disrupt will come along and do it. Um, but of course, at the same time, it's hard to come into the art world and be like, I'm going to modernize this. I'm going to disrupt this. Like categorically, that doesn't work. Um, you know, famously with, I'll mention it again, like the artist resale royalty rights first proposed in the Renaissance, Droit de Sois. I don't know how to pronounce it. Droit de Suite. <laughs> um, and again, you know, those proposed in the 1800s and yeah. again in 1971 for Jancy contract. And finally, only now it's happening. Like that is a 200 more, 200 year mm-hmm. timeline journey on which to to change one little aspect about the power structures and right. to give 15 percent, even less. I mean, the argument was for 15 percent um, to artists for resale rights. Right. Like that's a that's just one example of how hard it is to change the system. Um and so the my my take was that like what'll probably happen is this sort of Trojan horse 
of um, you know, some sort of bridge scenario where the traditional art world, their power structures probably stick around, but new technology, new methods of doing business, new artists who no longer care for the old ways and want to use the new ways, mm -hmm. uh, subsume the other artists who then, you know, go on to die sort of this generational shift. Um, like it, it change is inevitable and I think it will change in this direction. Um, but it will not like be a flip over and it won't subsume is my take. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's like another like like long term. It's not a quick thing. It's right, like, it's right. Like, it's like another long term. I mean, we're in the midst of something. We're in the midst of something really interesting right now. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But I think that's. I think it's a function of like the frothiness, and I think when that dies down. Yeah, totally. Things are going to sort of go back to yep. a bit normal. But but something has shifted. Something, something fundamental shifted. has shifted. Like. Enough. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. To you can you can feel that you that, can feel it that that transition in the air, the sense that like it, it's because of the the meme of everyone knows what an NFT is now. Yeah. Um. And we've we've crossed the hump of like everyone's learning what an NFT is into yeah. now everyone knows what an NFT is and can make fun of it. Um. <laughs> that is an amazing hump for something to cross. Yeah. Um. You know it's yeah. so funny. I think about. Uh, so many times like just just everywhere you see it like bloomberg like everywhere you see them yeah. saying and and uh and they I just always... throw it into articles i was reading this article that was like taking apart elon musk and at the bottom it's yeah. just it just like drops nfts and yeah. it's like but we live in the age of nfts yeah. and i'm like yeah oh yeah cool i mean <laughs> you can just do that now i every time i see the, you know so often they're like um, NFTs, otherwise known as non-fungible tokens. Uh, Every time they say that, I always think about your thing of like, if you say yeah. the word fungible, you've already lost. It's like, yeah. it's so true. Even in these, yeah. yeah, just like these people who they, they don't really know what they're talking about. They just have some copy that they're reading or whatever, sure. but like, you know, non-fungible, it's like that, that is not the first thing that right, anyone exactly. should ever say. <laughs> it's so and, funny. I mean, like, thank Thank you to all of these articles who are doing the Lord's work yeah. of trying to explain yeah. the acronym. Um, I think at the end of the day, it almost won't matter because it won't. It, kind of in the same way that we read that word that we don't understand in, yes. you know, whatever it was. Context. But we got it out of yeah. context clues. You know, I, I feel like humanity is just going to get context clues about what NFT means and call it I a day. I think they already do. I think like they the already vast, do. Majority, yeah. the mass majority of people already do. Um, but Simfer goes on to sort yeah. of tail onto that and ask like, any thoughts on how this generational change, this idea of like, you know, over time, things will change, um, might affect art as an inflation hedge. And that's like pointing at like, hey, right now there's a lot of money in the meme of art as a store of value. Mm -hmm. um, will that change over time? And the um, next question actually is related to that too. Which is... Uh, yes, exactly. It seems like some of the frenzy for NFTs right now is based on a hunch that even though the space will eventually mature into something different and probably more useful, um, the early examples will be valuable simply because they were early and relatively rare in the same way that rare early examples of any technology are collective items, things like early Macs and stuff like that. Um, and you can see that in punks specifically as this sort of like gold standard. Um, and the question they end with is when does the future nostalgia buzz wear off? And this is, you're right, this dovetails in really nicely because my thought, my answer was that stores of value, especially art, is just a meme. It's a narrative. It's the expectation between you and other people, the shelling point, let's say, the consensus of truth that says, hey, this thing is worth this amount of money and will be worth the same-ish amount of money, maybe more, maybe less, in a short amount of time later. Mm -hmm or a long amount of time later. Mm -hmm. And that's a collective delusion. That's collective mm -hmm. agreement. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that to, 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 to that to point, change. even something, a point you've made in the past, um, it's completely cultural, but uh, pointing out, right. pointing out that houses in Japan go down in right. value and here they go it's up. Like perfectly it's, cultural. It's a hundred percent cultural. Yeah. It's just this huge meme that we all agree to. And I think the people growing up today are not going to subscribe to that meme. Um, the people who will will be like sort of, um, you know, people whose parents own art and are like, wait, no, this is still worth something. Right. Um, but I think people who grew up today don't see value in that. They don't see value in it. Um, they may see value. This is my caveat is aesthetically, there's still value in art. Right. Like as a piece of history, as a beautiful thing that you put on your wall, like all of that still applies. But the 
financialization aspect, the consensus, the meme that this thing is worth putting money into because it will be worth the same or more later, I think that will be collectively discarded. Do you in think that's true? Years. Do you think that's true of NFTs as well? Like just of everything? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's, it is an inevitable shift in, in any sort of generation. Everyone. I mean, I guess this ties into the idea that every generation has its gold rush, mm-hmm. right? Like every every generation has a different idea of what is valuable to them yeah. and what collective consensus. And this isn't something that's agreed upon. Sometimes it's like sort of enforced upon. Um, like, and, and, and most people probably aren't consciously making this decision of like, oh, I, I think this thing has value. Um, it's just like being told by the larger society that, okay, Bitcoin has value. Like I need some Bitcoin or yeah, yeah, maybe right. it's like art. It's like, oh, I need to own art because now I have a million dollars. I need somewhere to put it. Right. You know, it's like, I think that, meme is is definitely going to change and for nfts too in you know whatever year i mean of course nfts is 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 a medium not a uh not a specific uh what's that called like instance of a thing Mm -hmm. but um yeah absolutely right like our 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 nfts um except for the ones that are like historically relevant like the punks and the early super rare tokens like all of these like things that index on digital ownership as a historical concept Mm -hmm. um if it's not that, mm-hmm. I think it will probably have the same thing happen to it, which is to say, you know, in the same way, I think this old old paintings, the Mona Lisa is going to be fine. Um, mm-hmm. You know, all the Degas, they're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the question is like, you know, this random painting that I, you know, I've never heard of. I mm-hmm. think that's the thing is like, if I haven't heard of it, it won't be important to my generation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that will crash um, because they're propped up by, this financialization and they'll, they'll sort of hit the, again, I'm not an expert here. I'm just kind of talking out my ass. <laughs> this is my thought. Mm-hmm. And they'll hit that floor of value, which is that like, Oh, cool. Neat painting. I'll pay X dollars for this. Right. Um, that's, that's my thought on that. Um, Simfer Richwed has his final, their final question is, I'd be curious if you have any ideas for ways to integrate Urbit. Ooh. And we talked to that, whether client um, side or ID. Start. Yeah. Yeah, we did talk to like, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A personal, a personalized digital expression of self requires a personalizable computer, right? Um, or a personalizable digital experience, and Urbit is a really great way of doing that. This is something I hadn't thought about before. Zavdun Mars, Mar. I can't say his name. Their name. Mar- uh, Zavdun Marzad. Marzad. To be honest, one neat way to display NFTs could be wikis, where the NFT owner has exclusive rights to document the NFT. I really liked that idea. Yeah, I really liked that idea, too. Because, yeah, and I think I mentioned this earlier this episode, it was like, we talk about provenance a lot mm-hmm. um, as, a, as, a, as a culture, as a, as a, you know, what's that called? Uh, as a group of people who talk about NFTs, not just us, but like the larger group. Yeah. Um, provenance is a big deal. But at the same time, there's not a really good way to collect like um provenance of an item there's no like uh there's no there, like twitter is the best thing we've got and mm-hmm. it's like searching for mm-hmm. you know the the alien punk and trying to find all the articles and conversation about it like it's mm-hmm. not it's not the same um so is the idea of this would this be like each owner gets to like document their ownership in this wiki sure yeah is i mean that, i think there are that, a lot of different ways this yeah. idea could go um i sort of uh started writing up a a doc on my own saying like, Oh, this is what I think this product should look like. Um, what I'm thinking of is like, yeah, you want a timeline of interaction with an object that's not necessarily all on chain. Um, I'm thinking like a Pinterest board or an arena board Mm. where you link, you know, tweets or articles, whatever it is, you just link, um, to an NFT. So an, an NFT is a unique identifier. So you can generate a page, for any NFT that already exists or will future exist yeah. and start annotating it just yeah. like that. Yeah. And you can use web three login. You can That's... sign your messages. If you're the owner, you can get a special little tag. That's super um, fun. You know, and curate, curate some sort of history or annotation set for any NFT. And I think that's a really great idea. I think that I, I, I especially like that. I don't know. I, of course I always bring everything back to song a day, but I would love to be able to, especially with, ones that have gone viral or something or like mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. have a like have an it, like songs of mine that have their own stories that uh, of how mm-hmm. they've mm-hmm. moved through the world 
I'd mm-hmm. love to be able to um, have a simple way for like, yeah. and 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 then it just follows the NFT around. Like you can always, yeah. like you say, you put you put like um, the Bing song or whatever the Bing jingle like into this, exactly. And then suddenly you see, and all the articles about like right. your um, antenna gate thing should yeah. have gone attached to the antenna gate thing or whatever. Right. Yeah, and absolutely. Then, yeah, that, that's I, that's I really think that's a great idea, idea. and I think yeah. it's totally buildable i might yeah. build this as like a side project in in the next week or two um because it you know it's it's a very simple thing and of course it has you know it's a it's a public forum so you got to have some sort of like can uh you know uh what's it called when you can censor people from posting dumb shit uh co- content moderation yeah content moderation so wonder, yeah i wonder how you do that yeah the owner yeah the owner i think yeah is- Maybe you get the ability to censor but not delete things, mm-hmm. be like, you know, collapsed by owner mm-hmm. um, kind of thing. But, yeah, there's a balance to be struck, and I think it's a very small tool that could be built. Um, and I think it would be really fun to play with, see if people use it, and if they don't, whatever. Yeah. I, I really yeah. like that idea. I think that's super fun. Yeah. And I but know anyway. that you would come up with an amazing name for it. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be fun. Because that's your superpower. Yeah. Okay, now I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> just, just if you ever want Matt to do something, just tell him he gets to name it. And, right, and, and, and then, then I'll do all the work. <laughs> uh, well, that has been our episode. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Um, you know, I'm going to put this call out again. If you have questions that you want us to mull over and mm-hmm, talk about, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, send us a voice memo. Send us even just a tweet or something. You can find mm-hmm. me at Song of a Man. Find Matt at Matt G Condon. We are very online, folks. We are extremely <laughs> on the Twitter. On Twitter, <laughs> um, leave us a rating and a comment in iTunes. You know, we have about like 150, 200 listeners right now, which is more than we've That's had in really the past, good. which is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, anything else you want to say before we before we say so long? No, I think uh, I think this was really fun, and um, yeah, I, I look forward to answering. Uh, user-generated questions. Exactly. But remember, folks, get nifty. Get nifty. (laughs) Get nifty.